0: This is Truth Talks.
1: Thank you for tuning in to the Truth Talks podcast. I'm your host, Buddy Boone. Thank you all for tuning in today and uh, walking down this road that we are walking, uh, talking about... A particular person in the Bible that is very, very crucial for us to understand. And uh, it is all about Judas today. Uh, Judas and some other people, we're going to, it's kind of like a, this is part two of the mashup. And I, and I say mashup because it's a whole lot of stuff that we're going to be talking about uh, of different uh, things. Last time we talked about uh, a couple people walking away from the faith uh, that everybody thought that they had. Uh, but with me today is. Uh, pastor of Belcroft Bible Church. His name is Matt White. How you doing today, sir? I'm doing good, buddy. It's always good to be with you, my friend. Good to be with you. Why would you look at me when I said the faith they thought that they had? What's that? You said uh you you looked at me kind of weird when I said they walked away from the faith they thought that they had. Oh no, I was I w- I didn't even think anything of that. It wasn't oh, okay. that. It oh, okay. Wasn't that. Yeah. Yeah. That, that did I say something else weird? No, no. I okay. was thinking of
0: something else. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah.
1: yeah. It, it, Uh, You have those. uh, I I wish we all had light bulbs. So it's like when we could have a conversation, (laughs) we have an idea. What's that idea? What's that idea? but yeah i i i I was this is you know like the last podcast you know i I was hopefully asking the question that a lot of other people was asking yeah uh we're asking about uh you know their salvation and the assurance of their salvation Mm -hmm. uh because this makes you think you know Mm -hmm. you see people that are prominent figures Mm -hmm. and uh it makes you think "Hmm." and the thing that has been on my brain is uh first corinthians take heed yeah unless you fall yeah and and i and you know, it's it's kind of like, you know, I, as I'm persevering in the faith, and, that's it, you know, trying to push forward, you, you nailed it yeah. right
0: there. You're persevering. You haven't quit. Right. Mm-hmm. That's, that's always the, that's always the line mm-hmm. of demarcation for the true and false believer. Right. Mm-hmm. And, um, um, some, some false believers, you know, continue in the faith till the end. That's Matthew seven, right? Yeah. They're standing before the Lord. Mm-hmm. So in their false hypocrisy, they've continued to play the double faced disciple, um, but many turn away from the faith, mm-hmm. like like we're hearing about in some of those high profile cases right now. But uh, when you're dealing with somebody who's struggling with the assurance of salvation, one of the uh, one of the issues is that they haven't quit. Yeah, that they're continuing to fight. Oftentimes, it's a it's a it's a sensitive conscience, either to unconfess sin that they're not aware of yet, or just that reality of grappling with the depth of their sin, which mm-hmm. oftentimes is a good thing, because yeah. it brings humility, which we all need. Mm-hmm. But they haven't quit. They are persevering, and that is huge. Mm-hmm. You can't, you can't uh, underestimate that in the life of the believer, that they remain faithful to fighting sin. Remember this, um, it is never about perfection. And again, because we are always evaluating ourselves by ourselves, mm-hmm. which is all unbiblical, We should evaluate ourselves according to Christ, his word, and the work of Christ, both past, present, and future. But we are constantly evaluating ourselves by ourselves, and by doing that, we struggle, right? Because we're, like you said, uh, I think in the last podcast, you know, I'm continuing to sin, and I shouldn't be wrestling with this. Well, uh, the Apostle Paul uh, struggled, Mm -hmm. right? Uh, He struggled a lot. (laughs) Romans chapter 7 is written from uh, speaking biographically about the great Apostle Paul and his wrestling with sin. Mm -hmm. This is post-conversion. This is as a believer and... He's wrestling with it and even says the things I don't want to do, I do. Things I want to do, I don't do. And what does he say? Oh, wretched man that I am, who will deliver me from mm-hmm. this body of death? Mm-hmm. Meaning my flesh, this, this, as Galatians 5 said, this war that is within me between the spirit and the flesh. Mm-hmm. And, and how does Romans 8, 1 start, right? This goes back to my point. Where's your assurance? Mm-hmm. Romans 8, 1, after that depth of despair where the believer, the apostle Paul, looking at his own heart, looking at his own life, going, man, I'm a sinner. Mm-hmm. What is what is my deal? Mm-hmm. Who's going to deliver? And then he goes into that, one of the greatest verses in all the Bibles, Romans 8, 1. Now, therefore, mm-hmm. there is no condemnation mm-hmm. for those who are in Christ Jesus. Mm-hmm. All goes back to Him. It all goes back to where you are in relationship to Him, mm-hmm. and so it's never about perfection because we will not be perfect. And First John, the book of assurance, right, says, "He that says that he does not sin is a liar, and the truth is not in him." Mm-hmm. Somebody rolls in and says, "I'm a Christian and I don't sin." Rest assured, they're clueless. Yeah, right. They're proving they're not. Mm-hmm. Right. It's one of that marks of an unbeliever, mm-hmm. and so uh, so it's it's never about perfection. However. It is always about direction, mm-hmm. meaning you're persevering. You haven't quit. You, you, you will fall. You will stumble. You will sin. Mm-hmm. But you get up and you keep moving towards Christ. Mm-hmm. You may question your faith. You may cry out to the Lord in wondering about that. You may wrestle with the sin you have, but you have not stopped looking to Christ. Mm-hmm. That's, that's it. That's mm-hmm. what it's about. Yeah. And, uh, and, and, you, and it ebbs and flows in life, right? And that's just uh, reality in this fallen world. And But as you grow as a believer, your assurance grows. And that is a glorious blessing and privilege for the believer that everyone should have. But because of our lack of understanding of scriptures, many don't. And that's mm-hmm. sad.
1: And I think you're making the point very clearly uh, that it's really um, and, and, and it can't be up to us. No. I mean, if it was. We would, One, we would reject Christ. When we would lose it. And and we would definitely We'd lose, let go. Yeah, every single time. Yeah. And, it's uh, not about us holding on to Christ. It's about him holding on to us. Yeah, yeah. And and the point that you made was uh, from John 17. Uh, it is John 17, is verse 12. Something now I like can't that. see it. Uh, while I was with them, uh, and this is Jesus uh, doing the high priestly prayer in the Garden of Gethsemane. Uh, before uh, mm. the soldiers are to come and uh arrest him and Judas gives the 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 worst kiss ever uh mm. on his cheek and um he says uh Jesus is praying he says while I was with them I kept them in your name which you have given me. I have guarded them and not one of them has been lost except the son of destruction that the scripture might be fulfilled. And uh you know it's it's very interesting. Um as I'm looking at, you know, what Jesus said that he is completely holding on and he hasn't lost any of us except the son of destruction. Mm-hmm. Um, or I think the word you use, the son of perdition. Yeah. Um, yep. You know, with that in mind, I mean, is that is this in, in, you know, even in this passage, part of the assurance of salvation that we should have? Absolutely. Because it's really obviously not about what we're able to do. It's more about what Jesus is able to do. That's it. It's all about him, Mm -hmm. right? Salvation,
0: again, never forget this, salvation and sanctification, Mm -hmm. which is the whole kit and caboodle of of, of our redemption, Mm -hmm. right? It's salvation being that Uh, past work of christ Mm -hmm. both in his life and his death and resurrection that reality of moving from death to life redemption but then sanctification which in many ways is is well without question is the longer drawn out process Mm -hmm. of growing in godliness but it's all the work of christ right he doesn't he he didn't stop Right. On the cross when he said it is finished. He's talking about the work of redemption. Mm -hmm. But then he 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 raises from the dead. He ascends. He he teaches his apostles. He ascends. And then he continues to work. And then what does Christ do? He said, I'm sending my helper, your helper, Mm -hmm. the Holy Spirit to continue his work. Mm -hmm. Right. And so the work of salvation is past, present and future and that that present and future is what we know to be progressive sanctification. But even that is all a work of Christ. Mm -hmm. Philippians 2, 12 and 13, Work out your own salvation with fear and trembling, for it is God who works in you and through you mm-hmm. to do his goodwill, mm-hmm. right? It is, it's, it's his pleasure to make us like Christ, but he's going to do that sanctification, that work of holiness and conformity to Christ is done as we obey, mm-hmm. abiding in Christ. So the whole thing is his work. right? But then in sanctification, he works with us and through us, and that's why we obey him and follow him, and that's his method of growing us, preparing us for heaven, making us like Christ, killing this body of death, which has already been crucified, But we keep putting it back on. That's why he says, take it off, put on Christ. But you just can't lose sight of the blessed assurance, confidence and hope that it is not resting in you. It is resting who is in you, which is Christ. Mm -hmm. It is him. Yeah. it is his work in and through you. Mm-hmm. So yes, you work, you 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 confess in, you repent, but even repentance and faith is all a gift of God, the mm-hmm. whole thing mm-hmm. from beginning to end. So therefore we we do not we do not uh, put confidence in the flesh, like Paul said, mm-hmm. either for salvation or sanctification. Mm-hmm. We put our confidence in Christ and uh, that is that is where all the assurance lies and grows out of Mm -hmm. and uh, so so vital so here in John 17 right it is so helpful to see Jesus go to the father and say I have not lost any of them I have kept them all except for the one that was never his from the beginning by way of he was never a sheep he was always a goat he was never a believer and so it is huge and even that right all that Judas did was done so that scripture would be fulfilled which Mm -hmm. Peter brings up in acts multiple times. Um, but what a blessing he, and not just those, but all of us, Mm -hmm. he will keep to the end. And, uh, um, that's where our uh, hope, um, of persevering Mm
1: -hmm. lies. Yeah. And you know, it's interesting as you were teaching and and preaching about Judas, uh, these last couple of weeks, one thing that kind of really stuck out to me and, uh, kind of cautioned me very well is that um it wasn't that you know and, and we have been talking about the uncompromising church. Yep. Uh and that's kind of our mashup here on Truth Talks is kinda there is an intersection of all of these things. There are a lot of people that would be considered a false convert because they are getting bad teaching. Mm-hmm. And that would be from a church that's starting to compromise. But not Judas. Judas was literally in the presence yeah. of God yeah. and that's where he learned. Mm-hmm. But he still, you know, because he was never among them, is that is that a, a good way to to put that 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 is the reason why he his, you know, and to fulfill scripture. Is that a good way to kind of put that or? Well,
0: he he uh, never repented, right? He never uh died to himself. He mm-hmm. never counted the cost and abandoned his life. That's why you know, at the end of the day, Judas, Judas uh, was of the devil. He's called a devil. He's a child of the devil. Never forget this in Scripture: you're either child of God or child of the devil, mm-hmm. right? Crystal clear. And so, Judas is that. And so, his eyes were blinded, and his heart was hardened, and his ears were clogged, and all of those things, which all of us are. But uh, uh, Jesus didn't choose salvifically. Judas. Right. Mm -hmm. I mean, he makes that clear. He even says that in John six. Right. Um, I have chosen you to be my apostles, but one of you is a devil. Right. And makes really clear. Yeah. No, I'm not choosing him for salvation, Mm -hmm. but he is chosen for a work and a task. And that's what Peter says Mm -hmm. in Acts one. What Jesus Judas did needed to be done to fulfill Scripture, and Scripture, even the Old Testament, multiple times references the work of Judas and what he did, even down to the 30 pieces of silver, Mm -hmm. right? And so none of that uh, was surprising. It was all part of God's plan. But at the end of the day, Judas is the son of perdition. He is a a child in hell, ultimately, because that was his choice. Mm -hmm. He rejected Christ, Mm -hmm. just as every single human being does, Mm -hmm. apart from the sovereign grace of God. Mm -hmm. And so as much as as we see in Judas's life where Satan clearly is involved and possessing him and, and instigating him on multiple levels, he only does that because that was that was Judas's heart, mm-hmm. right? And uh, much like um, Pharaoh, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, this will come up in, in this week's sermon on this, but you see the same exact thing with Pharaoh. I mean, there's a big similarity there. And and uh, Moses and through, you know, God through Moses says, Pharaoh, I've raised you up for this. I've chosen you to do this so Mm -hmm. that I might exalt myself through you, Mm -hmm. right? And you're going to go against me, which is only going to give me a platform to demonstrate my power like never before and and like no other time after apart from the cross. Mm -hmm. The exodus still remains the greatest display of God's power through the plagues and all that he did in delivering Egypt. There's nothing that comes close to that apart from the resurrection and the cross. And so Pharaoh was God's uh, conduit for demonstrating God's power. And that's what God said. But again, Pharaoh's heart was hard. God hardens Pharaoh's heart, but Pharaoh keeps hardening his own heart. And Mm -hmm. so you have that interplay of God's sovereignty Mm -hmm. and man's responsibility. Mm -hmm. Man is always culpable for his own choices, but God is sovereign over them and uses them to accomplish his perfect will. And so, yes, you see that. So again, back to the assurance thing, uh, the importance of that, he is resting in that sovereign work of Christ mm-hmm. to save us from our sins and to keep us there. And, uh, yeah, I mean, look, let's go to um, you brought this up. You, you mentioned him when you were given the long drawn out name of Judas. And you said not Jude, but Judas. Yeah. But uh, made me think of that. this when you said that. That was one of those light bulbs you were looking
1: for a minute ago.
0: Yep. And uh, I, I, I love it. Um, the, de- te-
1: the teeny book before Revelation. Yes,
0: Jesus's half-brother Judas, which Judas, so uh, somebody asked me, one of the one of the little little girls on Sunday asked me if uh, J- Jesus had any brothers, and I said yes, he had a number of brothers, mm-hmm. half-brothers, and I said one was named Judas, and they were like oh! And I said no, <laughs> not the Judas we're talking about now, but it, right. and, and so here he is writing Jude, and um and I love the doxology, right? Mm-hmm. This, you talk about assurance of self. This is everything that I've been saying. Mm-hmm. Listen to Jude, right? Now to Him who is able to keep you from stumbling and to present you blameless before the presence of, of His glory with great joy. To the only God, our Savior, through Jesus Christ our Lord, be glory, majesty, dominion, and authority before all time, now and forevermore. Amen. Amen. To Him. Mm -hmm. who is able to keep you from, that's what it's all about. Mm -hmm. And Jude is writing, right? The whole, this whole little epistle of Jude is Mm -hmm. all about false converts, false teachers Mm -hmm. claiming to be one thing, but proving to be something else who are in the midst of the church. And Jude is like, you got to watch out for these people. Mm -hmm. They're wolves in sheep's clothing. I mean, it's a scathing rebuke of of false teachers, false leaders, false believers. Mm -hmm. And, uh, uh, Jude is saying, yeah, but keep yourselves, I I, I love it there at the end, he said, he's talking about uh, verse 19, and it is these people who cause divisions, worldly uh, people devoid of the Spirit, I just love the clarity, right, no ambiguity, they're devoid of the Spirit, Mm -hmm. but you, beloved, Building yourselves up in your most holy faith and praying in the Holy Spirit. Keep yourselves in the love of God, waiting for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ that leads to eternal life. And have mercy on those who doubt. There it is, right? Those who are struggling, have mercy on them. Mm -hmm. Save others by snatching them out of the fire meaning pull people <laughs> into the belief of Christ, mm-hmm. drag them by the neck, don't let them go as much as is humanly possible. To others, show mercy with fear, hating even the garment stained by the flesh, and then goes into the doxology. Mm-hmm. And so again, he's writing because it's a difficult environment. Yeah. And they're questioning and wondering, and where does he point? He points to his half-brother, the Lord Jesus Christ. Yeah. So, well, sorry.
1: Yeah, no, you, you're good. I'm, I, I was smiling because I'm actually scared to ask this question. Okay. Okay. Uh, because I know I know where it's gonna go. Okay. Sorry. Um. But <laughs> but if I but if you know where it goes, you should answer it. I should. We but should, we should switch hats. Yeah, well, I'm not gonna answer it because I'm not gonna answer it with the clarity that you would. But I will ask this question because this is definitely something that would be you know uh on somebody's mind. Yeah. That's listening to this. Uh, one thing that you had mentioned is that uh, you, you mentioned God's sovereignty. Yes. And, uh, you know, how does that play into the whole idea? Because here's the thing. Someone would say or ask the question, well, Jude wasn't that bad. Like, he did have a choice, right? Judas, you mean. Judas. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for correcting me. That's okay. Judas, it, you know, he had a choice, right? Mm-hmm. Like, he was under all of this, you know, good teaching and, you know, he definitely had a choice. If he would have chosen God, you know, not necessarily what would have happened, but um, how do we, like, how does God know which one, or how do we know who he's going to elect, and who he's going to say, well, I want this one in, I want that one in? Yeah, yeah. Like, why is it that, you know, we have to have this this concept that, you know, you know, that there is something or some one that Jesus would choose. OK, yeah, it's a great
0: question. And, and uh,
1: um, with the six minutes that
0: remains, we will totally uh, <laughs> do away with 2000 years of. Of discussion over God's sovereignty and man's responsibility. Uh, yeah, that's the kind of confidence I have in you, buddy. We can, <laughs> we can uh, totally eviscerate this discussion that has gone
1: on for two thousand
0: years of church history. But and it's this, good. Is,
1: this is why I was scared to ask <laughs> this question because I'm looking at the clock. Yeah. I know exactly yeah. what's going it's on. Good. It's good. It's This we'll may have to be something that we
0: uh, we'll keep, pick up. Well, we're always going to talk about it, and yeah. and I think. Uh, at the end of the day, we'll never, uh, we'll never bring closure to it by way of answering everybody's objection or questions, because at the end of the day, the, the reality of how God's sovereignty and man's responsibility mm-hmm. coexist and yet don't contradict right because mm-hmm. they don't contradict yet they coexist at the end of the day i can't fully articulate all of that i can't answer all those questions no one can right because uh that is part and parcel of the of the mystery of the godhead and the way that he works out his sovereign will and remember this god's sovereignty is always seen with gr- with the greatest clarity looking backwards not forward mm-hmm. and so much of what we're discussing and what, what we always discuss primarily is looking forward right mm-hmm. meaning our salvation is not complete it's not complete until we see him face to face right we are still in process yes we are justified we are redeemed our sins are forgiven but that salvation is past present and future it is not done that's why i just read jude where he talks about waiting for the salvation the hope of our salvation that uses that language of it's a it's a full deal and so some of this it, part of it, the reason why it's still clouded for us is because we're not we're not done yet. Right. When we get there and look back, we, we will see so much clear. And that's what John Apostle John says. We will know him as he is. We will see see him as he is. We will know as we are known. Like it, it, so much of this will become clear. We won't know it all. But um, yeah, so part of this is just wrestling with what we are told in Scripture and then learning to trust the Lord. Mm-hmm. And some of this uh, really comes down to just trusting the Lord. And uh, I am, I am uh, uh, a pastor theologian who is content, very content to leave uh, tension. And uh, I had this question posed to me even on Sunday about the tension of God's sovereignty and responsibility, even as it pertains to Judas. And I said very clearly, I said, I have no problem with the tension. It doesn't Mm -hmm. bother me. Mm -hmm. I'm not, I don't have sleepless nights over it. I, because here's why Jesus puts the tension in Mm -hmm. going back to John six from Sunday's message. It was Jesus who looked at the crowd after telling them that they uh, only wanted him for the entertainment that they were bringing. And then he turned around and says, but you won't come to me unless the Father draws you. You talking about you're talking about throwing tension in the room. Mm-hmm. Wait a minute. You're telling us to come to you, and then you're saying we're not going to come to you because we're not drawn by the Father. Yeah. Only those drawn by the Father will come to me. And then they yeah. walked hey. away. And but then but then he says in the same Verse. Well, the next verse Mm -hmm. only those who are drawn by the father will come to me and all who come to me. I will in no wise cast out. That is like that is like the beautiful picture of the divine tension between God's sovereignty, the father drawing and the people coming of Mm -hmm. their own responsibility, choosing to come to the father based upon God's sovereign grace. And yeah, so so much of this is so encouraging and helpful. But at the end of the day, you have to handle it humbly. Knowing, going in, knowing that you're not going to have it all answered mm-hmm. because it's part of the mystery of who God is and and how He works, and so uh, that's the way I always start out any conversation about these matters. But there is a lot we can know, and there is a lot we should know because mm-hmm. Scripture has revealed a lot. Yeah, and what is revealed to us, as it says in Deuteronomy 29, is for us. Right, the things mm-hmm. not revealed are for God, and He has not revealed a lot, mm-hmm. but He has revealed a bunch, and we should. Uh, we should camp on that and grow in that because we can understand a lot more than what we do. And uh, so I know I haven't even stu- touched yeah. your question. I'm just setting the tone for it. Well, I'm
1: gonna set you up because I I think the last time because and when you when I finish this, I want you to come back and do the gospel or uh, you know explain the gospel. But uh, there is the, the shuns that were that were yeah. kind of we yeah. we we, we kind of hinted at them a couple times. Yep. But let me give you what the shuns are: regeneration redemption reconciliation justification propitiation adoption glorification and where i was trying to get you to go was election yeah i I knew that yeah so so you know that is just a teaser yeah uh so that means that you have to come back next time to see exactly where i'm going and how i'm going to get this whole let's give a teaser
0: to the to the listeners yeah with all the shuns that you just listed here's the question for the listeners, we're not going to answer it. We mm-hmm. make them come back. Yeah. Um, who drives all of that?
1: That's a really good question. So uh, God is holy, <laughs> and with God <laughs> being holy, uh, that means that if we want to see God, yeah. us sinful folks, we are not holy. So uh, tag team. Yes, God. Uh, God is holy. We are not holy, and
0: therefore God must act because mm-hmm. we won't act. Yeah. And He did act in His Son and sending His Son to earth who is the holy one of God so that he would bear our sin so that we could come to him Mm -hmm. and uh, he acts even more than that even personally but that is the blessedness of the gospel that Jesus Christ came to earth died on the cross rose from the grave proving that his death was sufficient for the sins of all men if they will trust repent and trust in Christ alone
1: amen Thank you all for listening to the Truth Talks podcast. I hope that you are coming back next time because we just gave you a whole lot in little, literally 30 <laughs> seconds that you we will have to unpack the next time. Uh, if you have not subscribed, please hit the subscribe button. Share this with a friend as well. Please leave us a comment. If you have any questions, info at bellcroftbiblechurch.org. Thank you all for listening. Take care. Delighting in the word that we might walk in the truth. Ministry of Bellcroft Bible Church.